0: Do you have a story that can inspire others? Do you know someone who does? Do you have a life journey that others can relate to? Maybe you've conquered a personal, professional, or physical obstacle. No story is too big or too small. Others want to be inspired by you. The Taryn Lamp Show. Each episode, we will talk to everyday people just like you. With amazing stories. Everyone has a story to share. This show is about positivity and love. Listen and learn from these individual journeys. I am your host, Taryn Lamp, and this is The Taryn Lamp Show. Okay, so. We're a little early for the show. No worries. This is episode number 41 of Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. I'm seeing if my guest can get on today. I wanted to come on a little early to make sure that he could get on, but this is episode number 41 of Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. Thank you so much for joining me. I was just thinking about in, goodness, in almost... um, 10 more episodes there he is and almost 10 more episodes we will be in a year so let me see peter if i can get you on here let's see go live with you okay peter it says that you have to upgrade your app to join i don't know it, hopefully you can hear me it says you have to ursula it actually says Uh, for you uh, on here too that you would have to upgrade your app to join so I don't know what exactly that means well it does mean upgrade your app so it says um, upgrade your app in order to join so is that something that you can do Uh, Peter try to maybe log off and then see if it'll let you uh, upgrade your app and then come back on I'll be here no, I know that you're on, but unable to join. Like if I try, Ursula, if I try to try to request in, Ursula, we'll try it with you, because um, I know you've done it before. So we'll try try to request in. Does it let you request in? So if anybody, so it's it's giving a lot of people the notion of uh, they can't request in. So if you're on, so Philip. I know you know Instagram, too. If you, can you request in, Philip? Let's see what happens. It's telling a lot of people they need to upgrade their app, which, let's see. So Phil, maybe you have an upgraded app. Ursula, can you request in? Yeah, so you guys might need to upgrade your app. So let me see, Phil, I don't know if you're, you're even, uh, let's see, here we go. Philip. I think maybe let's see, let's see. Oh, Philip! Hi, how you doing? Good. I'm using you as a test pilot. I just oh, okay. Question. So my guest is coming on, but he has to upgrade his app. So I, that's I was just saying. Is it me or them? But I, yeah, they have to upgrade their app. So how I think I- it's it may be it may be them. Um, I just got my new upgraded phone, so yeah, so okay. Things are, things are easier for me now. Okay. Well, I'm mm. going to let you go so I can figure out how to get him on, but I want to say Okay. <laughs> Bye, honey. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Philip, there you go. Okay. So, we are waiting for my guests. I guess there's an upgraded app. We're waiting for my guests. Okay, Peter, log off and then upgrade your app and log back on. And so, we are waiting for my guests to... Come on, I guess I got to upgrade an app. So maybe what I'll do is I'll talk to some people. Let's see, see. Let's see if I can request you, see. Um, invite viewers. See, I'm just gonna request you while we wait on our guest. Peter's gonna log back on. He's gonna upgrade his app and he's gonna log back on. So no worries. This is episode. Hey, see.
1: Hey, Tan, how you doing?
0: What's up?
1: Hey, what's up with you?
0: How are you? All right, how you doing? Are you love what's going on okay let me see now what's going on who's come oh okay I think my guest is here now so I'm just cool. saying hi everybody to I'm come on, I love you. you I love you Bye. I'll be locked in bye-bye okay so let me try it now let me try it let me try oh Peter it's saying hmm it's still saying you, got, you need to upgrade your app. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's okay. We're going to get you on, though. No worries. No worries. No worries. This is episode number 41, guys, of Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. We are here every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure you get in contact with me if you have a story. I would love to have you on the show. We are I was saying at the beginning, we well, saying at the beginning that we're almost to goodness, episode number 52, which means, hmm, okay, you you guys are troubleshooting. Cool. We'll be here. We will be here. We are waiting. So no worries. Take your time. Episode number 52 is not too far behind. So that would be a year. Okay, Ursula, let's try you. Yeah, so Ursula, whatever you did, yep. I'm requesting you in we're just requesting people making sure apps work and such. Yep. So, okay. <laughs> so it's working for me now. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just got to upgrade his app. Okay. So maybe you can walk him through that. Okay. Okay. Sweetheart. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. okay. How do I get off? Oh, I don't know. You got, the, you got, I don't know. This is like my birthday party. Everybody's coming on all over again, right? Um, <laughs> right? I think you just can you just x out, x yourself out. No, Let me see. Wait a minute. Just... no. What happened? Now you turn. Now, hi, <laughs> everybody's like is the this best shit. ever. This is the best one ever. <laughs> all right, I'll try it again. Okay, yeah, hang up on me. <laughs> This is the best. OK. All righty, that Ursula left. OK, so again, my guest is getting ready to come on. He is upgrading his app. I guess I guess Instagram did one of their favorite upgrades. I'm going to sip a glass of uh, Skinny Girl Margarita, because this is like my birthday party all over again, where everybody just comes on, which is awesome. <clears throat> OK, so again, if you have a story, I'd love to have you on the show. We are booking guests. I don't even know what I've said anymore, but we're booking guests into August or September of 2021. I would love to have you on the show. If by some reason, when my guest comes on, if the internet does something crazy, guys, we will be back. We're going to have him on for 30 minutes, regardless of whatever time he makes it on because he's upgrading his app, which is Wonderful, we all know Instagram does those things and surprises us, so no biggie, Peter, do not worry, do not stress yourself out, we will be right here. We love you and we are gonna be waiting for you. So yeah, if you have a story, I'd love to have you on the show. This show is about positivity, it's about love. As you can see with the people we, we have on, we have watching, it's all love. It's all good, it's all love. We'd love to have you on the show, it's about positivity. I started this show just thinking, What was gonna happen? Should I do this every week, every month, every two weeks? And we are going strong every week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot say thank you enough to all my friends that have supported me and fans that have been new to me and coming on here and watching and asking questions and sharing, Uh, what up fam? I see that. Amy is laughing at us and saying cheers. And so, yeah, this is what it's about. It's about laughter, fun, and positivity. And so I've been going strong, like I said, for almost a year now, having guests on the show, sharing their stories, sharing everything that, you know, would uplift us and everything that's, that's just a journey. Everybody has a journey. Everybody has a story. So we can learn from each other, folks. We can learn from each other. In this crazy time, we need positivity. We need love. And this is what this show is giving. That's the mission of the show. It was really just about everyday people with amazing stories. And if you've joined from the beginning, you might have heard my story. It might be time for me to reshare it because we've gotten some new guests and followers and fans. But it might be time for me to reshare it. I share, shared my story at first. And I used to live in Los Angeles where I learned that there were a lot of celebrities doing amazing things. And we all hear about them all the time on, on all of our news Uh, channels, but I realized I have a lot of people around me, a good circle, a great circle, an amazing circle, doing amazing things. So that's what the show is about. I picked up on that and I said, hey, I want to have some people of my own, some people. We just just build positive community. And that's what this show does. It builds community. It builds a community of folks who are willing to share their story, of folks who want to learn about stories and of folks who just want to kind of come on and laugh and hang out. So let me see if Peter's back yet. No, not yet, but I'm sure he'll be here. Oh, OK. We get a guest saying she's trying to help. No worries. I'm going to take another sip of Skinny Girl Margarita. This is step number two. So I I'm cool when the guest comes on. Mm Alrighty, so if you see this, so I I know a lot of people have been asking me, so I wasn't going to really say much about it, but yes, the ice, I fell on the ice and that happened. So it's a bummer, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Hopefully I'll be back in action real soon. And uh, yeah, that was my experience with the ice here in Chicago. It is actually warming up here. I think it was like in the 60s today. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Hi, Superman Cap. Am I saying that right? Maybe. And who who else do we have here? Amy. I I said, what up, fam? Sissy, you're on. I see you. So thank you all for being on. I really appreciate it. Let's see. Who is Superman? Superman, I don't know who you are, but let's see who you are. Do I know who you are, Superman? Do I know who you are? Don't be no craziness. Superman? Yes. Do, do we know each other? Well, I see you have a few of, uh. you got my cousin Linda over there. Oh, uh, okay. So I grew up with C. Okay. So your family, are you in the Virginia area, Berryville area? I'm in Maryland, actually. In Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying hi to folks. My guests are coming on right now. So thank you so much for saying hi. I'm going to let you go because I'm trying to get my guest on, but I'm just saying hello to people. So thanks for joining. Can You're you, welcome. Let's see. I don't know how to exit you out. Can you exit you out? Just just exit your uh, exit out. I don't know how. To, neither one of now. us know how to do it, right? Nope. <laughs> hmm. Let me see. Let me see if I can. We don't know how to exit you out. There we go. Oh, he left. Okay, so let's try it now with uh, Mr. Peter. Peter, let's try it. You're kind of like coming on like you, you missed my birthday party. like Peter. Hey, How are you?
1: Good, Taryn. How are you?
0: So you Sorry. Had to, you had to upgrade your app
1: i did i did that yes technology it's tricky good to see you
0: no worries and you can hear me okay
1: i can hear you fine yes
0: okay so
1: thank you for having me sorry everyone for my delay too many holes to drill in teeth today is what i'm going to do
0: no worries we were right here we said we love you we're going to wait for you so very kind like i was saying so i'm going to let i don't i don't want to take too much of peter's thunder but Peter is a friend, an aesthetic dentist, and a dad. And he is going to tell you, Peter, tell us about your journey. Tell us to, how you got to be where you are. And I think you have an amazing, um, an amazing journey that started even more amazing. So Thanks,
1: was Kind of relating to you last night. So I was 13 years old in 1969, February 1969. And my father came home from work. And I'm in eighth grade, and he said to me, which he did on different occasions, kind of like, not telling me what to do, but like advising me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he said, son, I want you to pick your profession tonight for the rest of your life. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I, I said, okay, Dad, I recovered quickly because I love this man dearly. He was the greatest human being ever for me, and we had a very tight relationship And He passed away about seven years ago, but we were so close and so loving and sharing. So he said, you have three choices. I said, um, law, medicine, and dentistry. He was in corporate manufacturing. He was a plant manager for this big conglomerate metal manufacturing firm. Mm -hmm. And he had to move us every three to four years to a different state, Mm -hmm. different locations. So as his only son with three daughters, he was trying to help me map out some strategy for basically for the rest of my life, but in terms of looking at it from a family perspective, because he was very family oriented. Mm. So he said to me, um, he said, okay, these are your choices. And I'm thinking, how the heck do I figure this out? So he said, no, wait a second, you can do two things. One is go downstairs to the library in our house and pick up the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica and look up, you know, Dentistry Law Medicine, which I did, because they also gave me, it was February, so they gave me until June to make the decision, so I had four months.
0: to decide.
1: I know. (laughs) I'm thinking about the cute girl in math class. I'm not thinking about, you know, my career path. So I I started to look at the information. I I grew up really at a very young age. I realized I like sciences. I like interacting with people. I had already decided by junior high that I'd like to go into healthcare, but I had no focus, no, like, End point to this, and he was very good about focusing me and giving me choices. It sounds a little bit controlling, but it was very open ended. And if I said to him something Mm -hmm. like, "I want to pick a different profession, like a fireman or police officer or whatever that be," he would have hugged me and said, "Fine, then we'll focus on that." But as I started to kind of delve into this, I I realized quickly that I didn't want to do. I want to do healthcare, so law was out. But. um, Medicine was too intense for me because I take this profession very personally. And I, like a lot of us, set up, assess about the details. And I didn't want to be responsible for people's lives. It was just overwhelming to me at mm-hmm. that point. And I have the utmost respect for anybody in that NPA's, PAs, nurses, medical docs, for what they have to do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So I knew also at a young age, I was really good with my hands. I could put models together and carve wood and do all kinds of different things. Okay. So quickly, I realized, okay, I think it's going to be dentistry. And I also had had this really bad experience with my Hinsdale dentist, having grown up longer in Hinsdale than any any other town, where the dentistry was painful, which is a really common theme back in the 60s, Mm. The, the dentist didn't seem to really focus on patient behavior. It was more about just drill holes in your teeth, put a bunch of silver amalgam fillings in and push you out the door. So, I'd had a really negative experience as my own personal path. And as I started to kind of look at dentistry, it's like, well, this is great. I don't have to decide if somebody's going to, I don't have to be responsible for possibly saving a life. I could still do healthcare. I could be involved with people. And um, yeah, by the end of eighth grade, I had decided I'm going to be a dentist.
0: Like, Did you think like, okay, so at the end of eighth grade, okay, you said to yourself, I'm going to be a dentist. And then was there ever a time where you like the 10th grade or 11th grade where you like, "Mm, I'm not so sure? Or were you always positive about
1: that? So once he locked me into it, I'm a bit Uh like him, I become a very focused individual. And I know I never looked back to her and I was, it was all good at that point. But some of my friends and family thought, okay, Peter's a little bit odd here. He's like, telling us he's going to be a dentist when he grows up. But they quickly realized I was sincere about it. So I focused on taking physics, chemistry, biology, calculus, all the parameters involved for dental school. When I got to college, I went to a Division three school in uh, Ohio, um, near Columbus, Ohio Wesleyan. And I also swam all the way through college so I could <laughs> swim a D3 program and still have the time to focus on my studies. So it quickly became a organized plan.
0: Okay. I mean, that's super cool. You know, I think that I was telling you when you told me, I was like, that's super cool that you, you know, kind of got locked and loaded on it and you just stayed with it and then you carried it through and here you are. Now I want you to give people a little, I guess, description or tell tell us a little bit about what you do, because some people may not know what that is. and, And tell us a little bit about what you do.
1: So I turned 65 last week. So I've been doing this for 39 years. I went to UIC dental school in the city. So we all graduate from dental school with a basic dental degree. We're, we're doctors, doctorates of dental surgery. But I quickly, within the first 10 years, realized I wanted to do something a little bit more involved than just like basic mm-hmm. one-on-one dentistry. So I started to take a lot of continuing education I'm doing full mouth rehabilitation, which led me to become an aesthetic dentist because a cosmetic dentist, the definition is cosmetics, make them look better. Aesthetics is function first. So you're considering the bite, reconstructing proper functionality. And with that, the bonus round is that people look much better because of the consideration for function. So I joined and became accredited with the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. Mm -hmm. which is one of the highest bodies of um, aesthetic knowledge in North America. And then in 2005, I restored my daughter's teeth grace with a functional veneers, these lumineers. And um, it changed my path because all of a sudden I was confident and becoming more confident and being able to be an aesthetic dentist and look at people's functionality. So then I really focused on that, gave my second career of lecturing on emerging technologies and dentistry for the last 15 years.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, and wow, and more wow. So you're right. so Thank when you. I, I think about, you know, what you said in the beginning, like, oh, you know, you knew you wanted to do it. You knew you had the, uh, the skill with your hands and, and that. So that kind of stayed through, right? That it whole, did. Yeah, that whole uh, through line, if you will.
1: Yes, Taryn. So I felt supremely confident in what I could do with my hands. I just needed the working knowledge Mm -hmm. to be able Mm -hmm. to put those hands into play. And the only way to do that was to train myself through courses. And as I got more involved with that and more in depth and more skilled with that, then I could start to actually lecture to other doctors on these technologies.
0: So we got a question here. Have you ever detected oral Oral cancer? Yes, sir.
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, myself, Louis Kaufman, several of us that were involved with a company called DenMet in Southern California.
0: You're kind of, kind of echoey.
1: Am I? Sorry. No. I didn't now you're change. back. Okay. So I am. Um, yeah. Myself, Louis Kaufman, uh, uh, several of us um, with this company, Denmat, who I lectured for, were trained on Velscope technology, which is the leading technology on um, oral cancer screening. So I've implant- implemented that in my practice in 10 years ago. Okay. And also lecture on taking a simple blue light and shining people's mouths It's called tissue fluorescence. And in doing so you can see abnormalities in the oral mucosa, the pink tissue that don't look like it does on the other side and quickly start to understand maybe they have some dysplasia and maybe get an oral surgeon involved to do a biopsy. So yeah, that's, that's one of my fortes is oral cancer.
0: Well, well, thank you for that. That's a thank you. I mean, because that's thank definitely you. a service, you know, to others, not just a service, but a service to others, most importantly. So tell us a little bit about, you know, I can imagine there's people on here who, A, might have been in your situation, like, man, you know, my parents wanted me to decide what I wanted to do at a young age, or B, maybe parents... Who are thinking, man, should I have that conversation with with my son or daughter at this at that young of age? Tell us a little bit about maybe advice you would give to someone who's who's in one of those positions, either a parent, thinking about asking their child, or even someone in here someone in the room who is kind of deciding, you know, wow, do I need to know what I want to be when I grow up at such a young age?
1: I kind of thought about this last night, Taryn, after you and I talked a little bit. So at the top of that list would be having an open mind. Just ah. you know, your mind open don 't shut any doors, do not shut any doors and that was a big starting point for me'
0: that's a, that's Plus, a, go ahead that, no, no go ahead you had more,
1: but that 's a good one well i had to um, I had to trust and I had to mm-hmm. find somebody I trusted and if I trusted one person that was my beloved father, Trepley Harnoy, so I trusted him, so open mind, trust, and I always had this early understanding of never stop learning never stop listening to what other people had to say so I had this Mm -hmm. open mind because my father trained me this from age five on to always listen to other people respect other people it's hard to understand other people but always listen to them and accept them and and try to understand their perspective or at least listen to them and not close any doors
0: well I feel like that is that is it's like 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 I talk about this show being positivity and accepting and loving and building community. I just feel like I'm sure you have to do that every day, even with your clients, right? Like you have to, li- yeah, you have to listen to them. You have to accept them as they are. I'm sure you have to do that on a daily basis, which each and every, you know, uh, situation that you that you come up against. And it's great that you learned that so young.
1: You do. I mean, so I, I refer to Lewis Kaufman and myself because we're kind of like the, we were, still some of the faculty for den that we used to talk about this so it um we're like part-time psychologists, chair mm-hmm. you think you're that was a that was a learning curve for me become a dentist I had no idea that these folks my patients needed mm-hmm. somebody to listen to them to actually care I mean you would just touch them on the shoulder like it'd be okay and they're like oh my gosh I mean thank you so much for listening to me so a big part of in my opinion of being successful at almost anything but, in my respect, um, dentistry was listening to people and listening to what they say instead of just, I think, as a culture in this country and maybe other countries as well, we just tend to talk over each other and we don't mm-hmm. listen to each other enough. And um, I listening and accepting them and always having an open mind really helped to make me when I say more successful, I just want to take the best care of every one of my patients and make them feel confident and good about coming to our office and knowing that Peter's got my back. He's going to take care of me. He's not going to hurt me. He'll listen to me. If I have an opinion, he'll accept. He'll listen to that and understand it and discuss it versus like it's my way or the highway. That's the polar opposite of how I operate.
0: So how would you... I told you I wouldn't throw any curveballs, but this might be a slight oh. one. It's okay, though. I think you got. I think you got the hang of it. So, as a, your dad, how would you tell someone to maybe have that convers that career conversation? I feel like you're a dad and a career man, so I can ask you this. You'll take it. Um, how would you maybe tell someone to have that start having that conversation with? I know you said be open and trust, but from the other side, you know, how would you have that? How would you have that conversation with? You know. As, as a dad and someone else is asking, how do you handle, oh, how do you handle someone that's afraid of needles? That's a
1: good one. So those two questions. <laughs> so let start with the first one. Yeah. Having a conversation. So I've got, my kids are 33, 30, 27, and Issa, Isabel, isa's is six. So at 59, I didn't have her, her mother did, but I am a parent again for the fourth time. And I think it's like from day one with them, first of all, from day one, building a trust with them. And even as a young child, almost an infant, listening to them, acknowledging them, looking them in the eye. My father trained me again at a very young age to look everybody in the eye. And I think that dynamic opens up people's minds, like, oh my gosh, this person's paying attention to me. So with my young kids, so my friends, I always thought my dream would be to have one of my older three kids join me in um, dentistry. So Grace, and Patrick are all in Seattle, two lawyers, one owns her own website company. So when Issa was born, my friend said, this is great, you'll finally realize your dream and your daughter can be um, with you. I'd have to be 86 when she gets out of dental school to be a part of that dynamic, so that won't happen. But I will have these conversations with her about, here's be my, my best suggestion, is just asking them off right off the top of your head, what what interests you? What do you think you might like mm-hmm. to do as a career path later in life? And you could take – so I had this conversation with Issa last week, and she was with me for my birthday. And I said to her, "Isa, what do you think you want to be when you grow up? And she said um, it was physical therapy. It was health care because she spends enough time around me. But I said, you can be anything you want to be. So here's here would be my best message, to instill in them the confidence to believe in themselves. Ah to let them know you're going to be there for them, you will support them, you have their back. And in doing so, she and I have an amazing relationship, but she knows that I will listen to her, support her, and whatever she wants to do, I will be there. as part of that.
0: I think that's so important. I mean, you had that confidence and there you are passing it on, right? Yes. So I I, I love that. I love that answer and I know, like I said, I knew you could. I knew you would do too perfect. Even though that was so, so okay. how do
1: you handle people with afraid uh, of needles? So luckily in dentistry, there's a lot of options. You can like talk calmly to them. You can sedate them. Um, I keep talking about Lewis, but Lewis and I were trained with this company called Newcom. It's a homeopathic way to relax people without a drug. Uh, it's really phenomenal technology. Folks listening should look it up. And you c-a-l-m new calm but there are different a lot of different um platforms that you could use for in dentistry to get people to be comfortable there's like four personality types as a dentist you have the accepting pleasant patient that's easy you have the phobic patient which is also easier for us to treat if we're trained in different technologies then you have the difficult patient which they just want to be fussy no matter what and then you have the scary patient. It's like they look at you cross-eyed like,
0: uh. Yeah.
1: And um, I, I, we can deal with the phobic patient in dentistry by asking your dentist, for anybody who's listening, um, about what their different um, menu of services are for controlling anxiety, fear, mm-hmm. pain, the whole thing about the needle. It's all about that needle.
0: I know. That's a good question. I, I... I love my dentist. I that that I go to all the doctors that I have, but my dentist is probably my favorite one. You, normally, because I'm not in trouble when I'm at the dentist. All the <laughs> other because
1: I, I, you I, floss and brush and you take care of your teeth, right? Yeah,
0: I. I uh, you have a
1: beautiful you, smile, Taryn.
0: Thank you, thank you very much. I that's the only one I love to go to is my dentist. All the rest of them, I mean, I love them, but they they make me nervous. So so tell us. You told us about the lectures that you started doing. Tell us a little bit more, maybe about what the
1: future might hold for you so that's the so i've been practicing for 39 years i'm 65 because isa's a kindergarten at monroe grade school in hinsdale i my um goal is to just keep learning just keep mm. expanding my knowledge base and never shut the door never get stuck inside a box continue to accept the fact that i'm going to learn from others like mm. i teach the people i lecture to but always have an open mind about learning so for the next 12 years i mean technology and healthcare is not expanding linearly it's it's um exponential mm-hmm. so it's expanding in a manner that i've read um, reports in the new england journal of medicine where it says if you get to and this is my one of my goals get to 75 without a heart attack or cancer you can live to be 104. Wow. so isa's six, I'm 65. There's like a 60 year difference. I want to be around when she's out of college, maybe raising a family, um, getting on with her life. So it, the answer to that question is just always keep an open mind. My goal for the next 12 years till I finish practicing is try to learn from others, continue mm-hmm. to learn from others. Well,
0: I mean, I, th- I think that's a great goal. And I think that you've been, you've been a sponge, it sounds like, your entire life, which is great. Because when, uh-huh. I think about, when I think about someone in your profession, it's good to know that you're continuing to learn, right? Because I think yeah. in life that we need to continue to learn. But it's also good to know when there's a professional on the other end of someone taking care of me.
1: That- true. And look at what you do with tri- going to all these doctor's office and explaining to them, making them, mm-hmm. you're, you're opening up the door for them understand the new medications, the different interactions. I mean, you're doing the same thing, Taryn, on a daily basis. People like you actually inspire me to continue on my path because it motivates me to continue to have an open mind and expand my base of knowledge.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I mean, you inspire me, you know, You, you, (laughs) you inspire me. I mean, I was just, you know, when you agreed to come on, I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. I'm just, I'm so appreciative of your time. I know that you had a busy day so what last things I know we're going we're going to go over just a little bit guys because we we came on a little bit late so give us a little bit of time we're going to go over just a little bit what are the final any final thoughts that you might have for for, for people listening on anything I know we talked about learn continuing to learn continuing to trust you know stay focused on that goal what are some final thoughts that you might have and guys if you have any questions for Peter please make sure you're typing them in the chat
1: I. Uh, one good one, Taryn, is you cannot control other people or their wow. behavior. So you have to have an open mind. I, I know I've mentioned this theme several times, but you have to yeah. understand. You actually have to delve into, you can't quite get inside their head right away. So you don't know what their background is. You don't know what happened today or last week. Oh, or I'm
0: last just going to interrupt you. And someone says, Peter is an amazing dentist, teacher, <laughs> father, and person. Ace of spades, human.
1: Wow. That's, thank you. You made my day, night. Wow. Whoop, whoop. I mean, since COVID started, we sit here all day long with my face smashed up in this N95 mask and you depersonalize a little bit, but I have a big following for 39 years of practicing in Hinsdale. So people come to trust you, but um, yeah, it. um, Sorry, I interrupted.
0: I know, but I, I wanted you to hear that. Thank okay. you,
1: Terry. Thank you. Yes. I will continue, and this would be my advice, to embrace and accept change. That it's, it's never going to stop. There's never a point like tomorrow is to me the way it is from now on. Life is going to continue to come at you in ways sometimes are good, sometimes bad. You have to accept that and roll with that to the best of your abilities and accept other people for who they are. Accept them for who they are.
0: I love it. Your new name is going for me to you, (laughs) it's going to be Ace. So I appreciate whoever said that. And I'm going to call Peter Ace from now on.
1: Thanks, Taryn. Can't wait to see you live again.
0: (laughs) You are right. Whoever said it, you are an Ace of Spades human. I truly appreciate you and your willingness to come on. I know you serve people all day and you had a long day. And I truly appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on the show and I look forward to seeing you again live. And if there's anything you ever need, please feel free to reach out. I am going to call you, I'm gonna exit and then I'm gonna call you in just a little bit as soon as I get this all organized. But again, thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody, this is Just Like You, Everyday People, amazing stories. Episode 41, we are almost to a full year. So I'm so thankful for that. Peter, thank you so much, yes.
1: Can I add one more thing? So um, yes. it's, a, it's kind of a older book, but um, people a lot of times ask you, what's your motivational book, your go-to? Yes. This is a little bit off the beaten path, but I was in high school reading Ann Rand's books for the first time. And when Howard, Howard Rourke, the architect in Manhattan, in the Fountainhead, was doing things that nobody said could be done. So they mm-hmm. said, you can't do this, you can't build this, it won't work. And he said, you know what, I'm going to go out and do it. So books like that, that tell people they can't do what they want to do or it can't be done, anything along those lines. But that book had a deep, profound impact on me because for the first time I'm thinking, I know it's literature, it's fiction, but he succeeded in the book to pull off and blew everybody away and became this very famous architect. It's not about being famous, but he was willing to go way outside the beaten path. When everybody said it couldn't be done, he proved them wrong. And it wasn't about proving them wrong, but he succeeded when nobody said he would. So Talk the, fountain head, Anne past- the fountain hand, Fountainhead, and Ren. The Fountainhead by Anne Ren.
0: I think that's, man, like you said, it's not about proving someone wrong. It's just kind of about going ahead with it when no one think you thinks you can.
1: Yeah, stick to your okay. guns, believe in your convictions, believe in yourself, believe okay. in yourself.
0: I like that because I think that so many, so many times we do things, I like the concept of going with it when no one thinks you can, as opposed to always wanting to prove someone wrong, right? Yep. It's not about proving the other person wrong. It's about being able to do it when no one thought you could.
1: Correct. Yes.
0: I'm going to check that one out because I like to read. So
1: it's a great I'm read. Going to
0: totally, I'm going to, I'm going to try to hopefully, yeah, I can order it. Yeah. At Amazon probably.
1: You can fountainhead. Yes.
0: Or just get it from you. <laughs> yeah, Come on works. over. <laughs> well, well, thank you again, Peter. I truly Thanks appreciate it. Um, thank you everyone for joining us. We will be back next week for episode number 42. And we are signing off just like you, Everyday People. Amazing stories. Thank you very much.
1: Bye, Terry. I'll talk
0: to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Sounds good. Bye.